Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. And Mike Tannenbaum joins us now on the show. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Do you need pain relief after dealing with Kiwi and I each and every Sunday? <laughs> no, I, t- I each I tell you each and every week I look forward to my my Sunday mornings with you guys. Kick it off right. There we go. I just didn't know if that you know pain relief was you know germane to our conversations or not. No, no. But hey, listen before because I I, I want to I know the trade deadline is it's Tuesday right if I remember correctly. I, I want to talk to you about all the players that potentially will be traded. But I'm not sure if you were hearing um, the uh, my locks of the week. I'm picking Minnesota, and part of that is because Kyler Murray is addicted to, uh, to to Call of Duty, you know. And there were reports earlier this this season when his his new contract was released that it's in his contract that he cannot play video games. <laughs> have you ever have you ever in your tenure as as you know somebody who's overseeing a team, managing a team, general manager of a team, put something that outrageous in a contract? Uh, we did have a couple of players that like to play basketball, and um, we actually uh. specifically said in their contract uh, that they couldn't. And candidly, like the way we t- explained to them was like it's really in your best interest not to play basketball because, um, you know, God forbid you, you know, ankle injury, leg injury. You know, mm-hmm. um, as Kiwi knows, like there's two types of injuries um, that football players deal with: uh, football related, where they get paid uh, if uh. they get hurt, and then non-football related. And typically, that could be something like. <laughs> skiing or uh motorcycles um Mm -hmm. where the clubs don't have to pay and that's what basketball is so you always want to make sure that the players knew that so there was no gray area because obviously you know you're talking about lots of money potentially at stake so true stories will tell you when you come into the locker room listen you get hurt i don't care what you got to do you limp your way back into that weight room and lay down (laughs) before you (laughs) before you say anything and as a a young guy you don't really understand but yeah you're absolutely right there's a lot and then the other thing about skiing is like if you tear an acl during ski season they will fly you to colorado or wherever it is because all the best knee specialists are at the you know at the ski resorts during that time period because that's how dangerous it is uh, true story, as you know, you spent time down in Miami. O.J. McDuffie, de- very dear friend of mine, he has a basketball court that he built in his backyard, and I would go play pickup basketball with Jason Taylor and, and Zach and, and those guys, and um, that was fun. But I always wondered, like, oh, man, what if they got injured? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just I, I never understood that, but. You know, O.J. McDuffie, just really cool dude, always fun. Anyway, let's get back to uh, the matter at hand, and that is the trade deadline. Um, as we know, we were talking about Robert Quinn now, part of that Eagles defense. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's the rich getting richer, that's for sure. Uh, Christian McCaffrey now with the 49ers, as we know. Uh, there's some talk and speculation that Jerry Judy might join the Giants. Kadarius Tony, as we know, he's been traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. Odell Beckham Jr., many are expecting him to go to the Bills. Brandon Cooks, Kareem Hunt, Jeff Wilson. There's a lot of so. So, Mike, take us behind the curtain here. What's happening right now on game day with all these players potentially being traded? 
Are you nervous? Like, if you feel like you can get a solid fourth-round pick for Brandon Cooks, are you playing to him today for the Texans and, and worried that he's going to get injured? Same for yeah. Jerry Judy? That's a great question. Um, you do play your players until, you know, you're eliminated or, um, you know, because I always feel like that sends the wrong message to the team. You're asking a lot of players to, you know, give their heart and soul and put their bodies on the line. Again, like, you know, football is a very, you know, physical sport. But um, you're on the phone. And basically, guys, like what you're trying to do here is you're just trying to align surplus and needs, right? So you look at, for example, the Browns, be it Kareem Hunt, be it Greedy Williams. You know, if a team needs a corner, for example, they may say, hey, you know, is Greedy Williams available? Or if you need a back, hey, is Kareem Hunt available? Like, you know, obviously like Baltimore has needed one for most of this year. So I would say, you know, typically for every 10 calls you make, you may get, you know, like – one yes out of it. And one of the reasons is if you go back to the Robert Quinn trade, Anita, um, you know, money is a factor. You know, Chicago ate some of his contract to get that deal done. So um, it's just one of those things where due to the salary cap, there's another layer of complexity. That being said, let's turn our attention to what's happening with the Giants. Uh, they say Alsa La Vista to, 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 uh, to Kadarius Tony. Uh, Kiwi and I had the discussion earlier. You know, there's some talk and speculation that, you know, even though each and every week it was reported he had a hamstring injury, um, you know, Giants, no matter how many tests they ran, couldn't see a hamstring injury, just didn't want to play for the organization. Uh, now he goes to Kansas City. I think he's going to light it up. I think I I think he's going to just crush it over there in Kansas City. Of course, he's happy with Andy Reid and, of course, playing with Patrick Mahomes. Why wouldn't you be? But meanwhile, there's some talk and speculation that Jerry Judy might come here and join the Giants. What 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 are you hearing what do you know about some of the moves that we might see potentially before Tuesday or on Tuesday? Yeah, I would say going back to the uh, Kadarius Tony thing for a second. So one of the things that Coach Parcells always talked about was it's an opportunity if um, to trade or acquire players from a team that has a new head coach or GM because sometimes they'll incorrectly evaluate their own. And I think where the Giants deserve credit is, look, they moved on from Kadarius Tony, a very talented player, but they didn't do it in March. They did it, obviously, in October. So I think – that tells me that Brian Dayball did everything he could to exhaust any opportunity uh, to make it work. And if I'm Andy Reid, you know, the floor is very, very low and the ceiling is very, very high for someone like Kadarius Tony. just in terms of if you hit on him, it's like Randy Moore, Moss going to the Patriots, right? It didn't work out in other spots, and for whatever reasons, you know, it did um, once he got to New England. So I do think guys like Jerry, Jody, uh, uh, Jerry Judy could be, you know, available, you know, if Denver loses today. Um, I think he's more than a band-aid. I, I think he's actually a great fit in Green Bay because I think he's a, he's a long-term, really good player that obviously he's on a team that's struggling. Uh, you know, and, and guys, just, just to kind of stay on, on the Denver Broncos, there was a report that if the Denver Broncos lose today against, um, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Nathaniel Hackett is, is going to be fired. He will be the second head coach fired. Uh, not sure how, you know, um, you know, how, how valid that is or not, but I'd like to get both of you because Kiwi, I, I know that you played under Tom Coughlin with all the, the talk and the rumors of, of the hot seat. I remember guys were pulling me aside at the Giants facility. Anita, we love Tom. What do we need to do in order to save his job? All I said was win, freaking win. That's how you save his job. Uh, but, you know, Mike, let's, let's start with you. You know, what are you hearing about Nathaniel Hackett and, and how difficult is that, you know, when you're, you're coaching and you know, man, I got to win in order to save my job. Yeah, and, and the challenge he has is you look around the league, there's a lot of first-time head coaches doing really well, most notably in our market, Brian Dayball. 
Uh, Mike McDaniel, for example, in Miami, off to a really, really good start. Um, so what happens is, uh, and by the way, I would put Kevin O'Connell there as well. You know, we're not talking about Minnesota enough nationally, but they're they're off to a great start as well. And the reason I bring that up is, if you're the head, co- uh, the GM or the owner of the Broncos, you're sitting there like, well, wait a second, like Minnesota's five and one, like what's going on? You know, Giants are six and one, Miami's four and three, and we can't even break the huddle. Um, so it has to get better quickly if, uh, with Nathaniel Hackett. And I'll say this, look. Russell Wilson's not playing well, but he looks like a guy that has no confidence, and I'm, I'm sure one of the reasons that is is that offense just isn't working right now. Do you think, Mike, let me ask you this. Do you think it's difficult for a first-time head coach to be put in a situation where there's a superstar that they have to accommodate to? Because I I, I played for one coach, but you know I, I know, you know a lot of players in the league, and I, it feels as though a veteran coach will handle – the situation differently than a young guy, almost like you know, a guy who's coming in you new is going to acquiesce a lot of times to the, the quarterback. Oh, what do you think? Or what do you want? Whereas a veteran is going to say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Get on board and have that confidence. Do you think that that's an issue at play here? Yeah. It's interesting. Kiwi. Cause I actually see it like completely different. Kind of like when you limped into the weight room with an injury. Uh. <laughs> I, Hey, I never said I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know you went to Boston college and all that, but, but in all seriousness, like the other way to look at it is like you got Russell Wilson, you know, you know, right now, Minnesota has Kirk cousins, right? Miami has two who's been hurt. Um, Brian Dayball has a massive question mark that looks pretty good right now. But the point is like, you could almost say, like, this is an opportunity. Like, let's lean on Russell Wilson and do all the things he does well. Um, and candidly, like, when I watch them play, that's the part that I'm really disappointed in is, like, the best coaches I've been around on either side of the ball is what do the players we have do best? And Russell Wilson is best out of the pocket, getting the ball down the field. He's not a guy that wants to sit in the pocket as a sub-six-foot quarterback and go through, you know, a three-sort of, like, step progression high to low, like, that's not him. He's more outside the pocket, take deep shots, make plays with his feet. And I don't see this Bronco offense resembling what they did well in Seattle for all those years. But aren't the expectations so much higher because it's Russell Wilson? Like, if he was given a quarterback who had less stature in the league but maybe a better skill set or similar skill set, we wouldn't be looking at him the same way. You know, he wouldn't be a disappointment. Like, we wouldn't. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking, like, if you're a, a young head coach – yeah, it could be great if you get an Aaron Rodgers in his prime, but if you get you know a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers when they're not a hundred percent, and you're still expected to to produce the same results, that's got to be a difficult situation to be in. Uh, although I just think in this day and age, guys, don't you feel like I don't know the, the NFL like the year the day and age of the the three year rebuild is just so f- few and far between. And- oh, it's gone. It's been yeah. gone. Rookies, quarterbacks come in and play day one. Coaches are expected to win day one, and we're going to the Super Bowl. I I get it. It's it, that's been gone. And they and they have a really good defense, you know, and they deserve credit for that. And all yes. my point is like I, I I you know what's interesting is like I think if the Broncos were middle of the road, we wouldn't be even having these conversations. Because you're right, Kiwi. I agree. Like. The, there are massively high expectations. But what I would say is if they were average, there would probably be like, oh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett disappointing. I'm sure it'll get better. But because not only are they not winning, like they're, it's just looks, the optics are awful. You know, they've only scored 100 points. Mm-hmm. And the end of the half situations have been so bad, you know, most notably how they handled opening night. And I think that's why all the questions about his job security, um, you know, keep percolating. 
Guys, really quick, uh, Jacksonville up 7 nothing against the Denver Broncos. You guys are talking about how good this Denver Broncos defense is. It was, it was first and goal several times because of penalties uh, for Jacksonville. They were at the thir- three-yard line, the one-yard line, and Justin Simmons' interception on Trevor Lawrence uh, to prevent another touchdown. So, yeah, th- this Denver Broncos defense is, is quite good. Before we take a break, uh, Mike, I'm curious to get your, your thoughts. I, I know you know this Patriots organization quite well. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi, wacky for Zappi. Uh, you know, we saw what happened last week. Mac Jones, you know, everything we're hearing out of, out of New England is that Mac Jones is our quarterback. You and I are very high on Mac Jones, right? So... Mac Jones is our quarterback, but man, the minute he struggles, Bailey Zappi comes in. He was benched last week. Much more difficult defense this week against the Jets than the Bears last week. I, I, is, is this good for the mental psyche of Mac Jones? I don't think it is, Mike. Well, you know, you need mental toughness to play quarterback. You know, like we just got done talking about Russell Wilson, you know, and he has a lot more equity than Mac Jones. I think that's just part of your job description. And I have worked for Coach Belichick, and you need mental toughness if you're, you know, running to the gas station for him. Um, <laughs> like, that's just what you sign up for. But, you know, that's part of the greatness. You know, that's what makes it so good. And I am sure, I am 100% sure that he went to the game hoping that, hey, Mac Jones is our guy and he's going to play and play well. And I don't think it was that he had an interception. I think it was the fact that he threw the ball into cover three and, you know, you don't make that decision, you know, in eighth grade football, in junior varsity football. Like, that was a really, really bad decision. And I'm like, I'm sure he was like, look, I'm going to hold everyone accountable, including our starting quarterback. It's it's going to be interesting to see if he gets benched again today against, a ve- again, a very good Jets defense. That's for sure. By the way, did you ever make a... A gas station run for Bill Belichick, Mike? Yeah, I dominated the gas station runs. 1995, I graduated from law school with <laughs> honors, and uh, I was able to get a job working for the Cleveland Browns front office, which entailed, you know, doing a lot of airport runs and getting cars washed, and that's how you get your foot in the front office. Wow. Hey, look how it turned out. Yeah. Look at you now. I, you're I, on, I, yeah, you're on every Sunday morning with Kiwi yeah. and I. <laughs> Talking about team management and, you know, players, you know, uh, and, not uh, not having uh, you know real injuries and things like that. And how about this? We're talking about Slowman's low price home heating oil, twenty four hour service. Call eight six six home eight six six oil deal right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's eight six six oil deal. Also ninety eight point seven ESPN. Brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. We come back. As always, we got Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week. Also, Mike Kiwi and I are going to take our tour around the AFC and the NFC. Uh, let's check in in regards to where everybody stands, uh, what the probability is right now for teams to advance and make it to the postseason. And then, of course, we'll end the show strong, talking about the Giants and the Jets. And, of course, we end with our predictions. And we'll, we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. You'll listen to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. It's time for Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. And I'm trying to find out what who's, who sponsors it. And you know what? It is Samuel Institute for Pain Management. Of course, of course it is. <laughs> Mike. Oh, you're so funny. So, Mike, what's, what is your Bomb of the Week? Blow us away, dude. I like Green Bay tonight in terms of covering the spread. I know for the first time what Aaron Rodgers is a 10.5-point favorite, and I think it's going to be a three-point game. I like Buffalo winning this game 52-49, to 49, and we're going to be talking about the resurgent Green Bay Packer offense, and this will be, despite losing in a high-scoring game, this will be the game that brings us back to the uh, Green Bay Packers we've known and loved for a long time. Yeah, I talked this. On, I talked about this on, on Daily Wager earlier this morning, and uh, I love. First of all, first time ever that, and I'm curious, Kiwi, to get your thoughts on this. First time ever ever that Aaron Rodgers is a double digit dog. Okay, uh, so there's that. Um, I like using them as a two team six point teaser. So I'm going to tease the Green Bay Packers up to seventeen and a half, and I'm going to tease the Giants up to plus nine. Giants in the fourth quarter, their point differential, 52 to 23. So, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that the Giants are going to win this game, even though I do believe they win. I, I you know, I, I, it's kind of a toss up for me. But to, to have the Giants get nine when they've just been so dominant in the fourth quarter, I love that. So, uh, so I'm using it as a two team six point teaser. But Kiwi, I mean, well, a few things. Number one, I, I, I know it's different now than when you played because gambling is so, is 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 so prevalent. Uh, but you know, do you th- you think that's going to get into the craw of? I mean, it's, uh, a, I of, mean, it's of, so public. <laughs> it's always been prevalent. It's, yeah, it's so it's it's, it's legal. Let's just let's yeah. let's call a spade a spade. It's legal. Mm. So um, <laughs> so people now are admitting that they gamble. Before mm. it was shh shh hush hush. Um. But with that being said, like, is this? A, do you think this is going to be a motivational factor for Aaron Rodgers tonight? No, I, I don't think. I think at this point in your career, there's few things that will motivate you outside of trying to, you know, confirm your legacy or win a championship. There's really nothing left for him to to prove. I mean, I think if he's if he's looking for inspiration, if he's in that point where he just he's trying to inspire other people or need something, then maybe, but realistically, you have a lot of personal pride as a professional athlete, you know, and he's played significantly longer than I have, and when you look back at your body of work, you just don't want to go out like that. Honestly, that's all that's all the motivation you need. Like when you start to get to the tail end of your career, you just don't want to look bad. You want to be able to perform. I don't care how young this guy is or what this guy can do. I want to make sure that I can go out on top, and that's most guys' motivation towards uh, you know, the later years. I hear you. Again, this is Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samuelpain.com.
com today. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's take our tour around the AFC. Buffalo Bills, obviously, at 5-1. and one. The Jets sitting at 5-2. and two. We'll see what happens today against the Patriots that are 3-4. and four. Ravens at the top of their division, the AFC North. Cincinnati on their coattails. I do believe Cincinnati, even though they do not have uh, Jamar Chase, I do believe that they beat the Cleveland Browns on Monday night. So uh, there is that. In the AFC South, you've got the Tennessee Titans at 4-2. and two. Malik Willis starting starting today because Ryan Tannehill's got an ankle injury. The Colts trying to make a difference with Sam Ellinger now quarterbacking, and Matt Ryan has been benched. Uh, we'll see. Jacksonville now is up 10-0. Can they win and go to 3-5? to five? I think they can. And meanwhile, you've got Kansas City leading the way in the AFC West. So with that being said, Mike, let's start with you. Uh, who do you have winning the division, and, and who out of here do you think is, is going to be competing and possibly making it as a wild card? For, for for which division? For, AFC. Uh, for, just just the AFC. The, you mean for the whole conference? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, look, Buffalo and Kansas City and then draw a line. Again, Buffalo does have some vulnerabilities, you know, be it their offensive line, their secondary. You know, they lost a tough game in Miami. But I, I think it's Buffalo. I, again, I think Green Bay will play well. And look, you know, Kansas City, you know, they got arguably the best quarterback and head coach on the planet. So th- they'll be in it. Um, after that, guys, to me, it's a massive line. Kiwi? It's very similar. Yeah, it's very similar to me. Like I, as a defensive player, and as much as I hated hearing about quarterbacks, this and that, da da da, like it was explained to me very clearly. Like, look, guys, if you don't have a good quarterback, it is very difficult to win in this league. So it's a quarterback-driven league for a reason. And when you look at what Buffalo and Kansas City have, have been able to do, I mean, they're they're playing at a different level in terms of mastery of the offense. So I would love to see Baltimore in this conversation. Um, but I think Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, one of those three are going to come out of it. Well, good thing you played with an elite quarterback then, Matthias Kiwanuka. <laughs> All you got to do is win. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be pretty. You just have to win when it counts. If you're good enough to, to get the wins, then hey, you're good enough to play with me. I, I like this Baltimore Ravens team. Um, I'm not saying they're as great as Kansas City or Buffalo, but I do believe they win the AFC North. And I'm really intrigued to see what happens with the Colts. They're only one game back to Tennessee. I'm really intrigued to see what a change at quarterback can do for them because they've got a lot of talent on that team. Uh, and looking in the, uh, in the NFC, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles, the only undefeated team. By the way, guys, you can wager that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl, and you can get that at 28-1, to 1, which, folks listening, means for uh, every dollar you put down, you win $28. Those are some phenomenal odds. And again, as we talked about earlier, they add Robert Quinn to that defense. It's just the rich getting richer. Giants in the mix as well at 6-1. to one. Probability, teams that are 6-1 to one to make it to the postseason, 88%. How about that? So as of right now, good chance the Giants make it to the postseason. Minnesota Vikings uh, just dominating the NFC North. Uh, I, I think Green Bay loses today. I think they cover. I'm with you, Mike, but I think they lose to the Buffalo Bills, and I think Minnesota does beat the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and the NFC South, this is interesting. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are playing Carolina. These two teams hate each other. A few years back, Carolina danced on their Dirty Bird logo. These two teams hate each other. I love what's going on with Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota. And oh, by the way, the Atlanta Falcons have the easiest schedule for the remainder of the NFL season. You can wager that the Atlanta Falcons are going to win the division at plus 175. I'm just throwing it out there. I may or may not have put money on it, but I'm rooting for them. 
Okay. I love Marcus Mariota. He's just a really good dude. And I love rooting for good dudes. Uh, meanwhile, in the NFC West, hey, Anita, obviously. Yeah. I think you and I should have like a car wash or some fundraiser for you. If you're, if you're spending money on the Atlanta Falcons winning the division, are you kidding me? Why don't you just take money and throw it and light it on fire? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. You're funny. Um, in the, in the NFC West, um, believe it or not, Seattle up there, 4-3. They're leading the division. Unbelievable. Somebody pinch me. We'll see what happens today against the Giants. The Rams, they're just god-awful. The 49ers now adding Christian McCaffrey. I, I have the 49ers winning this division. But with that being said, guys, um, you know, uh, you know, obviously the Eagles are, are the obvious uh, front, front winner, right, uh, in regard to this, co- this conference. But, Mike, let's start with you. Your thoughts on Minnesota, your thoughts on, on the 49ers, Seattle. What, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I, I can tell you what I'm not looking at. But, uh, <laughs> the NFC South. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Somebody has to Okay, all right. You know what, Smarty Pants over there who, like, you know. All right, if Atlanta if Atlanta wins the division, you're going you're gonna to go fill my car up with gas every time you're in New York City at the seaport. Mm-hmm. All right, and what do I get when they don't? You tell me. Uh, well, Kiwi and I will get back. Kiwi, Kiwi's going to represent me in this negotiation. So. Um, this is a lot harder, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Every team has a massive question mark, including Philadelphia quarterback. Look, Jalen Hurts has played great, but that is far from a certainty. You know, I think the Giants have a really high ceiling and a low floor. Unless they can add a receiver here, guys, I, I don't just see them scoring points. I think when it's all said and done, I like Dallas. They have yep. a great defense, and they just got their quarterback back. Mm-hmm. I, I, Kiwi, I, I agree with I agree with you. I think, I think it's very tough. I think um, you know Philadelphia, obviously, you know they're they're on a roll, and so it's it's hard to kind of team out when they're actually putting up the wins, right? So you don't want you don't want to like slam them, but you know, can they play a complete, consistent game? When I look at the Giants too. It's like, hey. We they need to start playing consistent football all around offense, defense, special teams. Like let's roll without having to rely on on big plays. And then when you look at Dallas, not having your starting quarterback, him coming back in playing effectively, but having a significantly better defense than most teams in this league. You also look at Minnesota. Um, I don't really I don't really want to go down to the, the West. Like you know I don't I don't. I'm not really big on Seattle or or San Fran, but between the NFC East and um, you know the North, I think you know you have you have some really good options there. The South, I, I don't, I just don't see anybody in the NFC South really being competitive. But I think between the NFC East and NFC North, you have some really good teams that have you know a lot on the table. Well, I'm flying with the Dirty Birds in the South. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to be flying you. on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> Our frontier. Thank God they don't advertise with us, Mike. Wow. Uh, 40, 40, 49ers in the, in the West, Minnesota in the North. They were my pick to begin the season, by the way. <clears throat> toot, toot. And, uh, and the Eagles, which, uh, which don't be surprised if they go undefeated. All right, uh, we come back. We're, we're going to spend the last uh, 30 minutes doing a deeper dive into the Giants and the Jets. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum hasn't had a really good shot of, uh, of, of really breaking down either of these matchups today. So we'll do that when we get back. Phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. Uh, and, of course, we lead into Dan Grassa and Greg Buttle with your Jets pregame show. And the only place you'll be able to listen to the Jets on radio is right here on 98.7 ESP. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yeah. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. If you are headed to the Jets game, you're listening right now. Be sure to get in the doors before the game begins. So all fans are being asked to be in their seats no later than 1245. Be loud for the player introductions, the fan-led national anthem and kickoff. So around 12 o'clock, MetLife Stadium. That's uh, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Let me me finish my my read, gas station worker, gas station worker. Uh, They hear the fireworks, which signals the time to shut down your tailgate. So turn off your grill, shut the keg off. No more, you know, giving Mike beer out there at your tailgate. If you leave by 1215, you want to make it, you want to make sure you want to be in your seats by 1245 to get ready to bring on the noise. Okay, tell me why, Mike. Why isn't that going to happen? Because I love the Jet fans and I had a great 16-year run there and lots of success and still lifelong friends, but they're not coming in until 105. You know, uh, unless they're giving away something free in the stadium, like tickets or anything like that, they're just not. You know, Laker fans don't show up early, and Jet fans don't show up early. Well, listen, I, I'm from Miami. You know what time it is. We don't show up until the second quarter. I, I oh know my what you're god, I was, I was I was gonna say that. You ever been to a Heat game? You think <laughs> nobody's yeah. coming until halftime? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 what we do. It's what we do. It's how we ride. All right, uh, let's 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 start. Since we're talking about the Jets, let's start right there, right? Mike, you haven't really had a chance to, to really kind of break this down. Um, you know, this is a Jets team now. Unfortunately, they lose Brees Hall. Will that hurt their offense? I think so because we really haven't seen Zach Wilson do much. Can Michael Carter pick up pick up the slack? We had Rich Semini on earlier. He said that uh, James Robinson is going to be active. Um, Elijah Moore, I know no Corey Davis. What are your thoughts on, on, on how successful you think this offense is going to be able to be against uh, Bilicek and his son? Yeah, you know, Anita, I really see it very similar to you, which is like this is going to probably be the week that Zach Wilson has to take the next step. You know, the Jets are mm-hmm. 26th in the league in offensive efficiency. They're much better on defense. They're 7th. And I think that's sort of how they play. And Brees Hall, you know, is a home run hitter. Elijah Moore is going to have to maybe make some plays in the passing game. But 
I just hope that we're not sitting here next week saying, wow, that was a spirited jet, <clears throat> excuse me, jet effort and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Zach Wilson's critical mistake. Because even in some of their wins, he just makes, like, throws across his body late in the mm-hmm. down. You know, things that, like, you know, Kiwi could tell you that the opposing defense all week is looking at the turnover reel of the opposing quarterback. And, you know, the Patriots are going to sit there, you know, Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick, and they're going to say, hey, this guy's going to make mistakes. We're going to stop the run. We're going to make him beat us, and we're going to keep him in the pocket, and I don't think he can beat us. And I'm sure that's going to be the message all week coming from Foxborough. Kiwi? Absolutely. You, yeah, he hit it right on the head. Like, we would sit in there, and there were, there were some quarterbacks. Like, you know, we played RG3. It's like you're watching him take unnecessary hits, and then you're watching him make, you know, ill-advised throws, and those are the things that you that you key on, you know, from the defensive perspective. So up front, you're just thinking about, okay, listen, like he's going to hold the ball. That means that I'm going to keep pursuing. I'm going to I'm going to run as hard as I can, no matter what, because there's a chance even if he's standing on the sidelines, I might get that cleanup shot right, and hits are cumulative. And then when you're, you know, second level and, and third level, you're thinking about it. You know, stay you know with my eyes on the quarterback if i'm in zone or i'm gonna stay to my man because who knows he might be one there might just be an opportunity and so you're, you're gonna try to capitalize on those mistakes and that was something that i was talking about earlier it's like he's got to grow up in this in this situation right so your team is doing well you have defense you have quinnon williams who's getting sacks you have you have a lot of players who are who are playing well right there's the excuses should start to be eliminated and we should start to be able to analyze him as a true quarterback. Like, how are you going to be and how mature are you going to be? Are you going to make the right decisions knowing that you're facing Bill Belichick and you're facing the leading sack, you know, getter right now um, in the league and Matthew Judon? Like, like you're going to have to make good decisions because mistakes are going to be capitalized on. It's, it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. And then, of course, the later game, let's continue to talk about New York quarterbacks, and that's Daniel Jones, Superman on third down. That's for sure. And this, this, this uh, Giants team has just been exceptional in the fourth quarter. Like I said, their point differential is plus 30 in the fourth quarter. Mike, let's start with you. Uh, how much are you believing in buying the Seattle Seahawks offense and what Wink Martindale is going to be able to tee up for Geno Smith today? Yeah, well, it looks like DK Metcalf's going to play, which is remarkable, right? You know, it seemed earlier in the week like he had a very significant injury. You know, they're very efficient on offense. They're fourth. Um, their defense has actually been the side of the ball that struggled more. So um, Kenneth Walker's off to a really good start for Seattle. And I think these two teams, candidly, um, are sort of mirror images, guys. Like, surprising quarterback play uh, with a lot of tight games, not explosive, um, you know, on offense. And um, – you know, I give the edge today to Seattle just because they're home. Um, but this, to me, has all the makings of probably a lower-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Kiwi? Yeah, yeah, very similar. Um, yeah, I, I think the running game is, is going to take precedent. There's not enough credit being given to that giant secondary. And I, I love the story of Geno Smith, right? We, we said, it was the last week or the week before, where he had that quote where he was like, you know, everybody wrote me off. I just didn't write back. So I, I love the story, but I think that's what it is. Like, we're paying a lot of attention to that, whereas their running game is what's helping them become very effective, you know? And that's, that's something... Um, you know, Mike, I wanted to get your opinion on, you know, when you look at, you know, a Saquon, right? And so both teams have good running games. When you look at a Saquon, how sustainable is it for him to amass this amount of carries? When I played, 
<clears throat> we had Brandon Jacobs. We also had a Matt Bradshaw. We we always had, you know, a complimentary back, somebody who could, you know, share the load. Is that something that you would suggest? Because in my opinion, I'm looking at this season as, you know, in a in a whole. And it's like if they're going to make a run during the playoffs, it's great. I love what Saquon's doing right now. But how sustainable is this, you know, throughout the rest of the season? And then to try to be healthy to go into the playoffs. Yeah, totally fair point, Kiwi. Uh, you know, I see it very much the same way. Like, you want to get somebody there that can take whatever it is, right? It could mm-hmm. be 6 to 12 carries or touches a game. It could be in the passing game. It could literally be, you know, as a great pass protector, as a backup, right? So, um, you know, guys like a Brandon Bolden that played in the league a long time, they can cover kicks, they can pass protect, they could get you half a dozen carries as well. But they sh- certainly, over time, it's not sustainable. Now, with that said, like you can make the argument he is the best running back in the NFL right now. Absolutely. And, and Brian Dayball has done a great job of the combination of him and Daniel Jones because, like, you know, this this sounds facetious, but it's not. But, I mean, Daniel Jones is the second-best running back on the Giants right now, and that's one of the many reasons, you know, they're hard to stop. You know, if you watch, uh, you know, Michigan, you know, they played last night against Michigan State, it's somewhat similar. Like, they got Blake Corum, who's in the Heisman conversation, but they also have – J.J. McCarthy, who's a good quarterback, but he's also a great runner. And that puts so much pressure on a defense. And I think that's one of the things where I give Brian Dayball a lot of credit. You know, like we go back to like what earlier in the show we were talking about, hey, Nathaniel Hackett, is he doing what Russell Wilson does well? Clearly, Brian Dayball is saying like, all right, this is what I have this year. What gives us the best chance to win it? And that's what I, I admire so much about this approach is they're not slinging it 40 times a game because they have nobody to throw it to. Um, gentlemen, we come back, uh, we'll, we'll take our calls. We've got quite a few. So Tom and Buddha, you guys will be first up 800 Uh, and, uh, and of course we always like to end the show strong with our, our game predictions, our scores and all the reasons why next here on New York game day, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza. The number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Don't you ever come around here? Oh my gosh. For a pain... I'm dancing around my apartment right uh, for a pain-free life. Visit samuelpain.com uh, today. Also brought to you by FW Web and Wheel McLean. Turn to one of FW Web's 100 plus locations for unparalleled Wheel McLean inventory. Visit fwweb.com to find a convenient location near you. By the way, update on the game: uh, Jags up 
10-7 with 46 seconds left. Chances are they don't score here because uh, Russell Wilson is running for his life. So the under is looking pretty. Under 40 and a half. That's what I shared with you earlier on in the day. All right, gentlemen, um, we've got uh, about five minutes left. As always, we like to end the show strong with our predictions and our scores and all that good stuff. So, Mike, let's start with you, and uh, and let's start with the Jets game. They're first up. Let's go uh, Jets 28-27 over the Patriots. I think these are two teams that are evenly matched, and Jets are at home. The crowd will be, in fact, I mean, according to you, the crowd's in in MetLife already as we speak. So, I mean, should be uh, – no. <laughs> according it, it, to it, you. It, it, yeah, in all seriousness, this is uh, – you know, if you're a Jet fan or part of the Jet program, like this is what you've waited for for a long time. Mm-hmm. You have the better record than New England. You have a very winnable game at home. And mm-hmm. again, I just think the biggest question marks at quarterback. Would you rather have you know Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? And you know we'll know that answer by four o'clock today. Kiwi, I like it. There, there's nothing for the Jets fans to be upset about. And I love it because that's been such a big part of their identity for so long. It's like, it's like, okay, now you got what you wanted. Enjoy it, right? So I, I'm saying when I got Jets uh, 27, Patriots 24, I think both of these games are going to be low-scoring games, but for different reasons. I think Jets-Patriots is going to be low-scoring because the defenses are just going to be significantly better than the offenses um, in this game no different and if you have controversy or not even controversy if you just have issues at the quarterback position it sows doubt through the entire organization so if things start to go bad there's not a good likelihood that it's going to turn around if you don't even know who your quarterback's going to be game or within the game i don't understand what you mean by low scoring both of you are in the 20s i don't quite get it i've i've got the i've got the patriots winning 17 14 I'm with you. I think both these defenses uh, are going to step up again. We know how great this uh, this Patri- this this uh, Jets defense is, um, and uh, and and but offensively, Zach Wilson hasn't shown me anything, and and I've I've got some big concerns about this offense now that Brees Hall is not a part of it. So I, I I need to see that 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 Carter can step up and do what Brees Hall was doing. Not sure if he can. So uh, I, I think Zach Wilson is in for a long day. I've got the Patriots winning 17-14 today. Mike, let's go back to you in regard to the Giants. Score and why? I got to go Seattle here, uh, 31-21. I think these teams are like really like mirror images of one another, really well coached, slightly undermanned. But, you know, I'm just really impressed if DK Metcalf um, plays so quickly after what looked like a serious injury. And, you know, Seattle is a great home field advantage. It's a long way to go for an East Coast team. Um so I think this is a, a lower scoring game, uh, but I just like Seattle at home. Yeah, I don't, I don't think my dog agrees with you, uh, Kiwi. <laughs> um, it's crazy. I, I did have the same score: twenty-seven, twenty-four. Giants winning this one. Um, main reason, just you know, there's there's no reason to, for me to bet against the Giants, right? Like they're not playing complete football, right? They need to be able to stop the run. They need to be able to get more sacks. They're thirtieth, you know, runs, you know, or, or yards per play. Stop it. But but they're finding ways to win the game. That's all, that's all I was gonna say. They're still in that mode where they're just finding ways to win the game. Go ahead. Um, I've got the Giants winning twenty eight to twenty seven. I think um, I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, you know, I'm I'm impressed. Obviously, both both these quarterbacks, both these storylines are, are something to get behind and and to really have fun with. 
I just think at the end of the day, uh, again, statistics don't lie. Uh, the Giants, to me, are the better fourth quarter team. And I think it's going to come down to the wire. And I think the Giants pull this one out. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.